2: god bless football mikey god bless football we're supposed to be on vacation but a lot of football stuff has happened the passing of john madden there are a couple of big college football playoff games coming up Big week of the NFL, week 17, and Golick put out the Golick bat signal that he wanted to talk about all this stuff, and therefore we were all pulled off of vacation
1: and we were forced to talk to Mike Golick <laughs> Must be nice to have that kind of clout where you say, hey guys, we should do something, and everybody goes, Yeah, we should totally do something. Right.
2: Well, Mike's got that kind of clout. Uh so we're gonna talk to Mike Golick Sr. Just Mike Golick Sr. here on this week's edition of God Bless Football again. We came out of vacation to do this for you. We thought it was important. A lot of big football news. Mike wanted to talk about it. I wanted to talk about it. Mike E.A. wanted nothing to do with it, but that's okay. Uh, we're going to do it anyway. So, And when in Rome, I'll make my picks as well. Still, you gots. We'll, uh, we'll air that. Uh, NFL edition only here as I pick college. Uh, all the bowl games the last two weeks on God Bless Football. So we will have NFL picks for you and a quick, co- well, not a quick conversation. A nice long conversation with our buddy, Mike Golick, Sr., who uh, wanted to talk about Madden, wanted to talk about the upcoming week in the NFL, and we wanted to talk about the college football games coming up. Mike, you have a nice holiday, by the way? Yeah, it was pretty good. You? Um, it would have been better if Mike Golick, Sr. didn't put out the signal to talk football today. <laughs> 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 but <it> was better? <laughs> I mean, I was on the golf course. Uh, now I'm going back to the golf course. But uh, you know what, Mikey? God bless football.
1: God bless football.
2: And God bless John Madden. Let's talk to Mike Olick Sr. Miller Lights. So we have. I mean, listen, we're waiting on Golik, okay, because a lot of things have happened. We have, you know, the national semifinals, college football coming up on Friday night, big week in the NFL, week 17, John Madden passed away, and so there's a lot to get, bad week to take off, Mike, okay? But Golick told us the reason we're waiting for Mike Golik Sr. is because he was doing something with CNN. Uh, do I have that correct, Mike? <laughs> I mean, what a big shot this guy is cnn oh I mean, jesus
0: well listen what can i tell
1: you
2: oh there he is i asked mikey a i didn't ask you i mean jesus christ
1: <laughs> look at me you know, i gotta do cnn real quick I, uh, I can
2: give you
0: guys a little bit of my time then i gotta get over to the big boys all right
2: <laughs> yeah 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 so anderson cooper is the big boy is that what you're saying i mean who are you on with at cnn today it's jim acosta Ah, got it. You seem disappointed by that.
0: <laughs> no, no. I, I've been on with, man, I've been on with Wolf Blitzer and, and um, you know, I'm just, I'm that guy. What can I tell you?
2: Yeah. <laughs> you you're the guy from, <laughs> I'm, what, when, you know what, when John Madden passes away, you're the go-to guy? Is that what you're saying? I'm the guy that said yes, is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. On vacation, on holiday. Exa- yeah, yes
1: hey as a as a former producer of you know actual radio that's a big deal someone who's who you know will say yes big deal well that that's kind of what it was
0: like in philly i was kind of the go-to interview when when other guys didn't want to talk i'm like yeah i will i know you guys got a job to do so
2: yeah yeah what is the uh so how many times have you been on cnn mike like,
0: Probably, know? I'd say eight to ten times.
2: Okay. What's the, uh, like...
0: You know, wh- wh- whenever a big, you know, kind of sports story, you know, I've been on more than probably four or five times about COVID alone.
2: Right. What's the oddest yeah. show you've ever been invited on? As is, is it, well, it's not Letterman. I mean, you guys were massive stars when you went on
0: Letterman. Yeah, I mean, we were on Letterman 11 times. Jesus. I, I, the oddest show, yeah. and one time, it was hilarious. It was on April 1st, April Fool's Day. Right. We got bumped. And we thought it was an April Fool's joke until we were in our cars heading home, going we really got bumped. <laughs> 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 like, wow, okay.
2: But what is the uh, what's the strangest request uh, that I, God? That a I don't, has made? I don't,
0: I don't know. That's a that's a good one. I'd have to think about that. I'm sure there's been one.
2: I mean, sure Jim Acosta, CNN has to be top five. <laughs> it's got right. I mean, listen,
0: the first time they called... What am I doing, know, by the way? I would kill
2: to be... <laughs> I would love to be on CNN with Jim Acosta. I,
0: listen, I was surprised, you know, when they started calling, I think, over a year ago and just asked me, hey, you know, do you have time to do this? I'm like, yeah. And once I did it, I was. they were like, okay, we're going to keep calling you for stories. I'm like, all right, that's fine by me. I'll give a shit. Cool.
2: Uh, so, Mike, you are uh, going on CNN to talk about John Madden. Do you ever meet John Madden? Have you, have you oh, met him? Oh,
0: God, yes. Yeah. I, I've known him for... For years, listen. I I grew up loving the guy. Now he was. I was born and raised in Cleveland. We didn't have a very good team. The team I kind of loved loved growing up was the Raiders. Was was his Oakland Raiders. You know, he got there. In what? Well, he was a linebacker coach before head coach, but I think a head coach in like '69 to the late '70s. So I was seven years old at that time. You know, seven until you know getting close to you know right about high school. And I was a huge Raider fan, you know, uh, Lyle Alzado and Kenny Stabler, just that whole crew. And I loved Madden. Madden to me, and, and I think the best description of Madden is he is just a football guy. I mean, you saw him, you know, overweight, slovenly dressed at times, crazy hair, didn't give a shit, man. Dude just loved football, loved to coach football, but then... During right around my time of getting into it, I think it was in eighty four. That's when he started like the, the the Madden all Madden I mean the um, EA Sports, but it didn't it didn't take off for right right away. Then during my time playing, no, I think eighty four no eighty four was the all Madden team. Let me tell you, now I never made a Pro Bowl. Wait, nineteen eighty four was to... the first all
2: Madden team, right?
0: The first All Madden yes. team. Okay. Nineteen eighty four was the first All Madden, and I got into the league in eighty five. Mike, just to so, be clear,
2: just to be clear for the younger kids in our audience, I think yeah. the players, just watching the reaction to Madden's death on Twitter, making the All Madden team was a bigger honor than making the Pro Bowl. Okay? Yes, yeah. as
0: I that 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 that's exactly where I was going. I never made a Pro Bowl. I'll, I always remember the days when the coaches would come into the meetings and announce who made the Pro Bowl. I never really sat up straight and waited to hear my name. <laughs> um, but I was I was kind of the kind of down and dirty, blood on your uniform, dirt on your uniform, snot coming out of your nose, hit a guy no matter what that would that kind of would fit more the All-Madden type than the Pro Bowl. I never made an All-Madden team. But, I, I mean, that was, it started, so it started my senior year in college, so I knew of it coming into the NFL. And you're right. I mean, guys loved, loved being picked on that All-Madden team because John Madden thought you were a, a player. John Madden thought you were this gritty, <laughs> this football guy. You know, that, that, that's what John Madden thought you were. And, and that was about as high a praise as you could get. You know, and so there was that. And then it went to the, the All-Madden, the, the EA Sports you know the All Madden. Uh, you know the football game, which I think was in like '88. I don't think it first came out till '90, but that was during my career as well. Mm-hmm. When now you you know you're part of this thing. You know because most people today know just John Madden as the announcer. I think he announced for every network doing games. He did, yeah. But but I I first loved him as a coach. Like I said, I was a Raider guy, and then and then and, and I actually we had some fun when I was doing. When I was doing Mike and Mike and then me, Trey, and my son Mike doing the show. Because I, I had th- the three interceptions I had in my career were all on. It was a, a blitz we had where I lined up over a guard, and my job was to grab the guard, let the middle linebacker, which was normally Byron Evans, run by so the guard couldn't pick him off. And then I would let go of the guard and I would drop back right where Byron blitzed from. And if it worked, then the, the Byron would be in his face and the quarterback would try and throw it to the spotty left that I would be dropping off into. And it worked to the two to three times. And the one time uh, I did it against, I think it was um, the Cowboys and Troy Aikman. So Madden was doing the game. And, and I, I did what I was supposed to do. Held up the guard. Byron goes by, gets pressure. I back off. He tries to dump it to, to uh, um, uh, Emmett Smith. And I picked it off, you know, and, and you know, unfortunately, you know, Troy was the one who tackled me. Um, but during the game, we actually got, or I didn't, because I didn't want to be embarrassed. <laughs> the producers, whoever producing at that time, got to call the game. And John Madden actually said on on the uh, the broadcast, he said, "Well, Gola got the pick." He said. Look at him. He's just standing there on the line getting blocked, not doing anything, and the ball comes right to him. And I'm like, f*** that, John. That's not what happened. You would have made the all stu Gods team, I can tell you that yes, much. Yes, yes. I'm telling you. So two things came out of that. <clears throat> Number one, I was at a Super Bowl, and Chris was there, my wife, and we saw Madden, and my wife actually said to John Madden, you were wrong about my husband's interception. I love her so God much. God love my wife. Yes. God bless God Christine Golick. <laughs> oh, my God. But she tells this to John, John Madden, who I'm sure didn't remember it at all, but she made sure she told him. The other thing was, I'm I'm saying on air when they're playing this to mock me, which you know, I didn't give a shit about, I'm like, I'm telling you guys I did the right thing. And they're all all oh, bullshit. We don't believe you, Mad <laughs> New. You know. So and Buddy, so Buddy Ryan was a coach, right? So we called, and I forgot where he was. At this point, he might have still been coaching her out. Maybe even with us. We got Rex Ryan on the show. Rex Ryan obviously knows his dad's defenses, and we showed him the play. You know, we said Rex, here's the play. You tell everybody, did I do the right thing, or was I getting blocked? He's like, you absolutely did the right thing. Grabbed the guard and dropped off and got the pick. He goes Madden got that one wrong. You know, as far as oh, you know, like I said, I still hear that that voice of Madden. He's just standing on the line of scrimmage getting blocked, and I'm like, shit, man, come on. <laughs> so that was a that was a a core memory of of getting a pick and John because he's called more than a few of my games. But man, what a, what a legend! I don't know of a player. That when he when you were at in his presence you didn't go up to him and want to talk to him or see the Madden Cruiser or you know just just hang out with him and hear him talk football it was just the coolest.
2: Mike, I think some of the the, the coolest things and for people again who j- just to give you the range of John Madden here not just a coach not just a player a Hall of Famer okay broadcaster yeah. and, and coach um, he's an NFL Hall of Famer but just to give you the range of John Madden when I when I told my family that John Madden had passed, my wife said, oh, the guy from the Ace Hardware commercials? <laughs> and yes. my daughter said, oh, the guy who they named the video game after. And so yes. he, he has a legacy because of that video game, mostly because of that video game, that's going to endure with people of all ages, Mike, for a very, very long time.
0: Oh, without a doubt. How many times do you think if, if younger people hear the name George Foreman, oh, yeah, the guy with the grill? Yes. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's, it, but, but it is, it is amazing. But, but what's so impressive is, is he did all those different things. Great coach. He was a great coach. Obviously, he was a great broadcaster and then lent his name to that game, which was one of the greatest things. And then, obviously, because of that, you know, he's in movies and he's in commercials and gets all of that. But, uh, also, because one of the things I, I, at times, to me, NFL games can be a little, you know, cookie cutter in how they get called, you know, being real professional and stuff. John Madden, man, I mean, this guy was boom, bam, wham, you know, I mean, he was he was kind of the first one that really did it, and, and nobody's really done it like that, and I'm, and I'm not saying people should try and do it like that if that's not the way you do it, but he was just... You could tell he just had a ball. He just loved football. Him on that telestrator, man, drawing on the telestrator, God knows where he was going to draw at times. But, man, he brought the telestrator into popularity, being able to show you on the field what to do. And just just his his throwing out words or lines as the play-by-play was saying something because he just got excited about it. he It was just natural for him. I mean, he's, as I said, I, I really think the best thing I can say, he was just – He's a, he is about as, as big-time a football guy as I've ever seen or met in my life.
2: Mike, what was great about him is he knew more than you did, but he put it yes. in layman's terms. I mean, perhaps the most layman of terms with boom, bap, zap, zing, and that was it. Like, a guy hit a hole, it was boom. But he knew all the analytics. He knew more football than anyone else did, but he did it in a way that made you love him. You know, sitting on your couch Bo- boom. at home, it you made, made you fall ah. in love with him.
0: I think you know, and again, when you when you look at today, there are, there are you know people out there who, who call a game very naturally, but some will try and talk too technical. Yes, to show that I know a lot. Look at how much I know. I could talk this coverage or whatever. Where who wants to hear that shit? You know, I, and that, at least that's my opinion. Maybe some people do, but I think the majority of people, I think they want to hear it in layman's terms. They want to be like they're sitting at a bar. And the guy calling the game is sitting right next to him. Right. And just calling the game. Oh, boom. Did you see that? You know what happened here? A guy came around the corner there and came up here. Yeah, it wasn't. Well, you know, they were in the cover two or they started out here and then it was cloud and they rolled and you didn't hear none of that. You know, I mean, he just, he just kind of showed you what happened on the screen and you got, and you got it. And you got it and you enjoyed it when he did it. It was a ball.
1: Mike, the thing that stood out for me was his enthusiasm because a lot of guys yeah. do color and all they do is they, they, they want to show how much of the game they know. Yes. But with, yeah. with, with John, it just oozed through how excited he actually was to watch a big hit or to watch a big play and to kind of show you how it happened. His enthusiasm was what was infectious.
0: So I think that and, – and, and that was natural, you know. And, and I think that's the best thing about him is – and, you know, and, and that's what we do. What, you know, when you get into this business, and, and we all, we all, you know, have been in it a long time. And i always remember my dad's words to me, and I say them to my kids, and they sound as basic a thing as ever. But it's always just be yourself. And I, I think I think John Madden epitomized that. You know, he didn't try and put on an airs for anybody. Didn't try and put up a front for anybody. When the microphone went on, he didn't change. You know, when you heard him in the booth, and I'm talking to him outside of his Madden Cruiser, or you know, just just hanging out, it's the same. It, it's the same guy. You know, and and I just appreciate that. It's like one of those, hey, you know, this is this is who I am, and this is how I'm going to do things. If you like it, great. If you don't, I'll go find something else to do. You know, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't say, well, I'm going to change myself to fit what you want so I can stay in this business forever. You know, it's like, this is what I am. Boom, bam, this shit, that's it, you know? And if you like it, cool. If not, see ya, I'm gone. That's fine. Well, since the majority of the people,
2: Mike, are like me, you, and Mikey A, and very few are like Levitard, we all fell in love with him, okay? Oh, God, absolutely, absolutely. And Mike, the beauty of him is like, when the NFL exploded, because Dan and I say this all the time, Back in the 80s and 90s, Jose Canseco was a big deal. Barry Bonds, Roger they were big deals. They were some of the biggest stars. But then football really exploded, and it exploded with John Madden and Pat Summerall taking you through the biggest games every single week in the NFL. And so... As, they grew, as the NFL grew in popularity and really became America's pastime, which it is now, right? It's its most popular sport. Those were the two voices that were kind of guiding you through the NFL as the NFL rised in popularity.
0: So there were, to me, there were those two and one others. And, those, and you're right, because as I said, you know, John got into the business right, right before I was getting into college. So it was a few years before he was actually calling games that I was in where but like I said I loved him as a coach before that. But also for me growing up, it was also Howard Cosell. If I could if you were allowed to stay up at halftime yeah. to to hear Howard Cosell give you the halftime highlights, that was usually it. We'd get to stay up to hear that before we had to go to bed. You know, and, and he was one and that was a guy, you know, that didn't play ball. You know, but he was, he still, he was just mesmerizing the way he was, you know, and he made you want to watch. But then, like I said, John Madden was just, man, you just listened to him and it was just, it was pure football. Yes. No matter how much the game has really changed over the years, I think there's always, always a place for someone who's just a football guy. And, and, and that's what he was.
2: Uh, we'll get back to that in just a second to Madden. But you mentioned George Foreman and the Foreman Grill. Just a quick yeah. funny story, Mike. We had Hulk Hogan on, okay? So Hogan and Foreman have the same, uh, the same agent, okay?
1: Uh-huh.
2: So when the, someone called up uh, Hulk's agent and Foreman's agent, <clears throat> excuse me, and they – keep that in, Mike. And they, that's Holiday right there, okay? And they pitched the yeah. idea of a grill, okay? The Hogan grill. But Hogan wasn't home. Okay, so his agent could not get a hold of Hulk Hogan. No. So then he called George Foreman and said, George, I got an idea for you. It's a grill. They'll call it the Foreman Grill. Okay. and so Hogan's on the air with us. He's saying, because I wasn't home, we didn't have cell phones then. Foreman got the grill. And by the time I got back to my agent, all he had left for me was a blender. (laughs) Oh, my God. And Hogan still has a blender in his house. It's the only one. (laughs)
0: Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say the only one ever sold, yeah, right? Yes. So did, did I did. Did you have a Foreman grill? I did. I still have one. Are you kidding me? Who, oh does it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Loved it. Oh, that is that is so
2: good. But Mike, imagine that's supposed to be the Hogan grill.
0: <laughs> um, imagine how many. Imagine how many things have happened like that, where it was supposed to go to one thing, you know, and you know, a, 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 it, it's crazy. I, I would be now. Listen. It all went well for Hulk. Imagine if it was someone who nothing went well for them after that. Right. You know, and they were like, oh, shit, that was my one chance.
1: I, It worked out okay for Hulk.
2: Yeah, it did. Promote. I'm
1: just thinking about all our listeners who think George Foreman invented the grill. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> it oh, absolutely. He was the heavyweight champ. You know there are people that are like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, this is blowing my mind. What
2: do you
1: mean you didn't invent
2: the grill? Wait, but Mikey, a there are only people who know Golik as a broadcaster. That's it. They don't exactly know Golik right. played for the Eagles yes. in the '90s. That's the way it works for ex- some of these guys. It's,
0: ex- it's exactly right. It's exactly right. You just you just know that going in. But Mike you know Ryan's what?
1: dad coached.
0: Yeah, I mean, but you're like, okay, that's cool. Just like I'm sure it doesn't bug George. George, George's doing okay.
2: Yeah, George George's doing okay. Hogan would have liked that grill, though. I'm telling you. Yeah, I
0: bet he would have. I bet he would have. Yeah,
2: they've done they've done a few hundred million dollars in sales. Oh my
0: God, I'd love to know how much. I'm I, I, not not the grill made, but George made off the grill. Uh, Mikey, I A. a. can probably find
2: that, that out. Uh, we've looked it up. Oh before. my no, God, it's gonna blow your mind, Mikey. A.
0: <laughs> oh, it's gotta be incredible. <laughs> There should be a Golic Grill, should there
2: not? Put it on the poll. Should there be a Golic Grill? (laughs) Yes or no? You know what?
0: It's been done.
2: (laughs) Really? Really? (laughs) By George, no, Uh, by George. No, but I still think. I don't know. I I think a Golic Grill would sell. I mean, go ahead, Mikey. One hundred
1: and (laughs) thirty-eight million. That's what he made. That's what he made. Yes. So I mean, think about what he made. (laughs) Think
0: about what he made in his boxing career, as opposed to. What he made for that? Because Hulk Hogan wasn't home. That's it. I mean,
2: and cell phones un, weren't invented. <laughs> unbelievable. Wow. Oh, it's amazing. By the way, me and uh, Mikey A were texting each other while you were talking about Madden. You got robbed. Not making so the Madden team, so people know, okay, it wasn't always the best players, although no. Aikman and Emmett Smith would make it often, Reggie yeah. White would make it often because yeah. they were so great. But it was also just guys that Madden liked that helped kind of fill in the gaps on a team. Yeah. And Mike Golick, yeah. you should have been one of those guys. You really should. You yeah. filled Listen, in gaps, Mike.
0: If if I would have made that one year, man, that would have been it for me. I mean, because that's what it is. I mean, like you said, he picks stars. But a lot of the guys were the lunch pail guys. You know, just, just a guy that'll play with a busted bone or a guy that's back when you were allowed to bleed on the field before you had to change your whole uniform and... You know, like I said, it just, it was, it, you waited for that. Like I said, the, the only downside is more people waited for the Pro Bowl because you normally had money connected to that in your contract on the Pro Bowl and not Madden. But, man, if you made that, I'm, I, I'm telling you, people, I'm telling you that was right in the wheelhouse of when I was playing that people, players, wanted so badly to be on the All-Madden team. Oh, God, it was awesome. It was awesome watching the show every year when they picked that team, just showing these guys. It was great.
2: Just between us, were you upset that you never made it? Were there times where you thought, hey, I got a chance here? Yeah, You're a blue guy. That's what you are. You're a great
0: guy. You're a team guy. I would have liked to. God knows there are times when I was bleeding I made sure I put it on my uniform, you know, so it would be seen on my uniform, you know, hoping <laughs> that would help in the vote somehow. Put it on the poll. Did blood on your uniform
2: help you make the Madden team?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guarantee you it did.
1: Oh, my God. All right,
2: Mikey, hey, so I don't cool. know if you know how to do polls or not, but I need that to be on the poll, okay?
1: That, I'm sending them to Billy. You send them to Billy. Did That's Mike Golick get yeah. Rob
2: never making a Madden team? Yes or no? Okay. God. And did blood on your uniform help you make the Madden team?
0: <laughs> yes and, or no? And listen. And dirt, mud, and say,
2: anything else you can find.
0: All I got to say is for those that don't know about the All-Madden team, the beautiful thing of Google nowadays, Google the All-Madden team and what it was about. Man, I mean, it, it, oh, it was the shit all right, for sure. So I want to do some college with
2: you and some NFL, and then we'll get yeah, down yeah, of yeah. Mikey A., if you wouldn't mind, look up a random Madden team and just blurt it out. Like at some point before we finish here, just so we can give the audience an idea. Mike is right of what the Madden team was all about. It wasn't always the best players. It was his favorite players, essentially. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it was, yeah. (laughs) That's what it was. So true. Uh, Mike, NFL quickly here. So, you know, with COVID going on, Mike, and you and I discussed this, is this good for the NFL? And you have the Vikings who are playing big games, two games to go here, still trying to make the playoffs. You have Adam Thielen, who's now on the COVID list. Dalvin Cook, who's now off the COVID list. Mike, this can't be good. Like, this is not good for the NFL.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, well, well, on the one side, it's not going to. by the way, I'll be calling this game for Westwood. One. Nice. I'm heading out to nice, nice, cold Green Bay uh, this weekend. You would think we communicated
2: uh, before we did this. I mean, how about I that? I know. How about that? We huh? did it I mean,
0: listen, I, I was here in Arizona, and I called the Arizona Colts game when the Colts didn't have three starters on the O-line and then lost a fourth one in Eric Fisher and lost their tight end for the game and still beat Arizona. I mean, that was like ones against twos and I couldn't believe they lost that. By the
2: way, speaking of the Colts, your buddy Frank Reich will be on God Bless Football next week. How about that, Mike? There you go. That's what I'm
0: talking about. (laughs) We came in uh, same year. Same year. Nice. His career was a little better than mine. Um,
2: (laughs) I don't know about that. He won game. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, so I, I think from the fact of maybe not seeing star players at times, it's not good. But, but Stu, I mean, can you ask for anything better than week to week? I mean, there are basically seven teams going for the last spot in the AFC. I mean, we, we talk about this in college all the time. The top four, what about five, six, seven? Well, just think if it was the top four, what about five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, if they all had a shot? for number four. I mean, that's what we're talking about right now. So, and and listen, just get in. Just get in. If you get in and you hit, hit the healthy, if you get all your COVID players back, and if you're healthy, who knows the run you could make. So, from the fact of losing star players, yeah, it's not great, but the competitiveness because of it I, I think it's fantastic, and this year more than ever. Other, other, like I said, I don't know how Arizona lost to you know a bunch you know a second-string offensive line, but they did. So kudos to the Colts line for getting it done. How did the Chargers get spanked by Houston? Right. I mean, you you can't figure out these games, only to know something we've been saying forever that you can't overlook anybody. Better have your ass ready, or you're going to get stung because. You never know what guys that are out of it are playing for. Some have the U-Haul hitched up to their car ready to go. Some are playing for their next contract. Some are maybe playing for their next team. So they're playing for a lot of pride and self-preservation to stay in the league. So they're going to play hard and you catch a team kind of slacking, saying we should beat these guys. You see what happens. You get your butt beat, and all of a sudden, you know, you're going to be scrambling to make a playoff spot.
2: Uh, Mike, it's amazing. The Bengals, who play the Chiefs this weekend, very exciting game. And the Chiefs are a five-point favorite on the road. And Kansas City appears to be back to being the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, But they yeah. have a defense this time, <laughs> which is yeah. which is incredible. Uh, but the Bengals, Mike, like that's the shining example of how you fix your organization with three drafts. Through the draft with three picks, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. And the Bengals are fixed. I'm super excited for that game, Mike. Can you, like, is Kansas City the favorite in the AFC or is there too much parity right now for there to be really a favorite in the AFC, in any conference for that matter?
0: No, I I would say, you know, listen, how we started out the season, it seems like it's how we're going to end up the season, that we all kind of gave the AFC East to the Buffalo Bills yet they were trying to give it away, and New England almost took it back. But I think Buffalo is kind of right of the ship because they're letting Josh Allen be Josh Allen. So I do think it's going to be the two of them again. But how can you not be impressed with what Cincinnati's doing? And you're right, and add another name, a young player, T. Higgins. T. Higgins, for you young kids out there, how well he catches a ball with his hands, doesn't do it with his body, with his hands, is so impressive. What they're learning to do, because they haven't done it for decades, is win consistently. You know, you you win a little bit and then you lay an egg. I did there that that game that that took Urban Meyer the wrong direction. It was in Cincinnati when Jacksonville went there, and that was after that game when Urban went to his bar in Columbus and all that shit hit. But forgetting that, Cincinnati was coming off a big win. Jacksonville hadn't won yet, and Jacksonville's winning that game 14-0 at halftime. Cincinnati is getting booed off the field by their own fans. So they weren't. They came back to win that game. They scored on every drive in the second half, and they won it. But that's what they lack is the consistency. One thing they have going for them, obviously they're getting great players. And two, these young players don't give a shit about the past of the Cincinnati Bengals. All the fans know about it. All the fans always wait for the other shoe to drop because it always has. We look good, and then we suck. We look good, and then we suck. Well, these young guys are like... We weren't here then. That's not our history. You know, we're going to make our own history here. So the next step for them is consistently being good and winning football games. And whether it's this year and they keep making a run, or next year or the year after, because they're on the rise. There's no doubt about it. But I think when we get down to it, it's going to end up being what we thought in the beginning. It's going to be down to either Kansas City or Buffalo making it out of the AFC.
2: Uh, Mike, who do you like in the NFC?
0: God. I mean, here we go again with Green Bay, right? It's hard not to I love mean, the Packers, man. Jesus. It's hard not to love them. you got to wonder about the, you know, the defense, that old line. How they've been playing through the injuries has been incredible, but they've been doing it. Um, but, the, you know, where's the defense in all of this? Kenny Clark is one of the best interior linemen. I love him. Um, but, I mean, it's so tough to bet against him. I mean, Aaron doesn't turn the ball over, but we saw last year Tampa go to Green Bay, because Green Bay could could get the number one seed again, and they beat him in Green Bay. So you got to think Tampa, you got to think Green Bay. Let me tell you what, if the Dallas Cowboys are healthy, if they have everybody, they're, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with as well. You know, and then I think the Cardinals are fading. How about the Rams? If the Rams play to their potential. You know, that defense, my God, at times they don't look it, but boy, oh boy, they should be great. And offensively, you know, you got Cooper Cup, and what he's been doing has been incredible. So I think the NFC is a little deeper than the AFC as far as who can come out of it.
2: Uh, Just going back to the Colts for a second, Mike, were you aware they called Phillip Rivers because Carson Wentz is now on the COVID list? (laughs) This is insane what's going on. Teams are just looking for quarterbacks, punters, kickers, anything.
0: New Orleans called Rivers last I week know. after they called Breeze. They, they both said no. So yeah, no, it doesn't shock me. These guys aren't going to want to come in for one or two games like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's the Colts. Man, have gotten devastated with this. Now they're going to get one of one of their best players in Quentin Nelson back from it, and Glowinski. I think the right guard is coming back as well. So that certainly helps. But yeah, I mean. It's a crap shoot. I try and do an NFL preview show every week for Westwood one yeah. And we have to wait till as w- late in the week as possible because we just don't know who's going to end up having covid or getting put on the list.
2: I just picked against the Ravens thinking that Ian Book, your uh, Notre Dame quarterback was going to be the quarterback again. I just learned that Lamar Jackson is going to be back. He's hobbled, but he's going to be back and now I want to change the pick. I mean, this is
0: bullshit. Yeah, I mean. yeah. Ian, Ian had a tough go of it. Listen, his old A line tough go of it. Much. It's the worst display of quarterback play I've ever seen in my
1: life, Mike. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> eight Listen, eight no, sacks. You
0: can add some other <laughs>
1: yeah oh, a was awful. fan, that's the worst? You're right. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
0: It was awful. And as <laughs> I said, you know, usually when you have a quarterback like that, you need help from the rest of your team. The O-line didn't help a whole lot in this one. But it was, yeah, it got ugly, and it got ugly in a hurry.
2: Uh, Mikey A., am I reading correctly that Bob Stoops is coaching again? <laughs> yes, yeah,
0: Bob Stoops. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bob Stoops actually talked about Lincoln Riley leaving. I mean, because the, the Oklahoma fan base was losing their minds. He, he had a microphone somewhere and was saying, it will be a, a bump in the road, that's it. And, and, and everybody loves Bob Soups and they're like, oh, God, this is great. But yes, he is coaching against Oregon. What a, what a big Power 5 matchup, Oklahoma and Oregon. Yeah. Um, they play tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, he's going to coach that one. He'll be on the sidelines for that game.
2: Uh, Mike, so uh, has anything changed for you in terms of the national semifinals or on Friday night, New Year's Eve. Um, you have, obviously, the two games, Alabama, Cincinnati, Michigan, and, uh, and Georgia. And we'll get to that second game, which I think everyone's looking forward to, the Michigan-Georgia game. But what is, Mike, in your mind, what does Cincinnati have to do to keep this game close and have a chance to win at the end? What needs to happen? Well, I,
0: um, listen, if Alabama play, this is one of those, if Alabama plays their best and Cincinnati plays their best, Alabama's going to win. So they're going to need to create on their side of the ball. Um, if they could turn this thing into a passing game, Cincinnati has two excellent cornerbacks. Excellent cornerbacks. So I, I'm really interested to see if Alabama has to throw the ball, how that goes. Because I love those guys in coverage. Um, but but if they can create turnovers, that's going to be the key thing for them. They they, they can't – it's it's like New England waits for you to make a mistake and then they pounce on it. Well, the last two weeks, New England has made the mistakes. Against the Colts, Mac Jones throws a couple of interceptions. A couple more interceptions here. Two weeks ago, they get a punt block for a touchdown. Field goal kicker uh, – um, Misses one for the Colts, but they're offside, so they get to kick it again. They made the mistakes. That needs to be Alabama. Alabama needs to make those mistakes that Cincinnati can capitalize. If Cincinnati makes the mistakes, it's going to be over early.
2: Uh, so Alabama, I mean, you expect Alabama to advance, right?
0: I, I, I do. Listen, it, will, it, will it unbelievably shock me? No, because I've seen Alabama get points put on them this year. Okay, I've seen it. I was at one of the games in Arkansas where they made a nice comeback. We saw A&M put in the 40s on them. So if they're giving up points to Cincy, it's not going to shock me a ton because Cincy can put some points on the board. So I will not, Saturday, if I was anywhere on air and Cincinnati won, I wouldn't be going, oh my God, this is the biggest upset of all time. I would not be doing that, no. Okay, I would be uh
2: michigan georgia is, <laughs> i would is the uh is the second game
0: well mike only because we talked about georgia
2: how great their defense is and they played alabama yeah, you're right. and alabama <laughs> completely exposed that team
0: that but but that's if alabama plays like you're that. right we see yeah. we've seen alabama play where they haven't scored points shut out in the first half against auburn and we've seen them give up in the 40s like they did against texas a&m so which alabama are you getting you get the Alabama that played Georgia, oh shit, I mean, it, it, it's over. Out. But as far as Georgia and Michigan, this could be a fast game because these two teams want to run the ball and they're two excellent defenses, excellent defenses here. So I, I'm Aiden Hutchinson rushing is going to be a real thing for me on what he's able to do and the pressure he's able to put because and Bennett's going to play and Munkin, the offensive coordinator, uh, talked about saying he believes uh, Stetson Bennett gives us the best chance to win. Well, let me say this. If there's any kind of struggle at all, <laughs> JT Daniels, all of a sudden, will be giving them the best chance to win. He's saying that about Stetson Bennett, because Stetson Bennett's going to start. But when it's you win, you move on, you lose, you're done. If your guy's struggling at all, or you need a spark somewhere at all, you're going to make that change. And JT, JT Daniels started the season as the starter there until he got hurt. So, uh, that would be another interesting one to me, but I'm still amazed with Harbaugh. I mean, we were we we're talking about my God, how long is Harbaugh going to be at Michigan? He's barely beaten Michigan State. He's not beaten Ohio State, and then in one year, he takes care of all of that and wins the Big Ten championship and gets into the playoffs. So, pretty amazing for him. I do like Georgia in this one. Um, if nothing else, I'm not one of those that says, "Oh, they lost. It was good for them that they lost." You know, now they learn. But one thing you can do is learn from your losses. And there's no doubt they can learn some things from their loss to Alabama that they could try and fix before the Michigan game. Michigan is not as explosive as Alabama can be, but Michigan's defense is great, and Georgia's defense is great. So you think Georgia matches
2: up better with Alabama after already seeing the the result of that game? Because I'd rather see Michigan just because it's a different matchup, you know?
0: Oh, oh, I I think a lot of people would love Michigan and Cincinnati and say we're tired of the fucking SEC. <laughs> you know? <laughs> give us give us anything. Like everyone else. except
2: the network, okay? <laughs> well, well, exactly. Yes.
0: Well, listen, listen. If for some reason it was Cincinnati and Michigan, the rating would still be high. Right. It would still be a high rating. Football still rates no matter what. And I think so many people would love that unless you're you know, Greg Sankey or, you know, one of the two teams in the SEC uh, that, that, that you'd hate it, but I, I just don't see that happening. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't stun me. Uh, but I don't see both of them losing, now.
2: All right. But you think the better matchup is Georgia for Alabama. You think the better matchup, Georgia or Michigan, uh, against Alabama is Georgia, right? You think that's the team? Yes, that, yes. Okay. Without, and so what would Georgia lot, have yes. to do differently if they played them again? Like, what would you advise them to do differently that they didn't do in the first game?
0: Well, wherever they got, I mean, they got exposed on that defense, which, which was stunning to me. and. You talk to some of their defensive players and they said they see what happened in that game and they've they've learned from it and they think they have the fixes in it. In all honesty, Stu, we could sit here and talk about game plan and and, and all all the game plan you want. The chess match of this, the chess match of that. The bottom line when you're watching some of that, if you go back and watch that game, players just got beat. At the end of the day... I, from a lineman standpoint, I line up over an offensive lineman. My job is to beat him. His job is to block me and make me trade one for one. Who wins the battle? If enough players on the offensive side win the battle, you can win the play. So we, we can talk about game planning. We will because that's what we do. We break down game plan and what to do here, what to do there. But at some point, that's your guy. Take care of your guy. That's your zone. Don't drift out of your zone. You know, if a quarterback makes a perfect throw, sometimes ain't a thing you can do about it. So a lot is put on game plan, and I get it. I, I get it. It's unbelievably important. But once you put a game plan in, the game plan relies on you then executing that game plan. You can have the greatest game plan in the world if your players don't execute it, or the other team stops you from executing it. Who gives a shit? You know, it doesn't matter. So it comes down to matchups, and I think the best matchups on
1: the field would be Georgia and Alabama. Mike, uh, John Madden wasn't the only one we lost in the uh, football community. Our former colleague, Jeff Dickerson, uh, tragically passed away uh, from cancer just two years after his wife did, actually. Uh, That one, actually, I produced Jeff for a long time. That actually kind of shook me a little bit, but was wondering, you know, what were your interactions with Jeff? Oh, you know, probably not as many as yours. I obviously knew him
0: and have worked with him and around him. Just one of the nicest guys, as you I know sure, you can attest to, Mike. Just one of the genuinely nice. didn't do it for any other reason of the fact that he was a nice guy. But you know, and he battled this before, and he's battled it again, and unfortunately passed. But as you mentioned, his wife just a couple of years ago they have an eleven month, or I mean, eleven year old son. I mean, just, just I, 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 can't, I can't even fathom that for that, that, that child. But as far as Jeff, I mean, you always got a smile out of him, always had a nice thing to say, great work partner, didn't, didn't care about the, being in the spotlight, always worked well with everybody and just, just, just
1: tough, tough news. Tough Another news. guy that always said yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, he was exactly a, he was right. a wonderful
2: guy. Um and if people want to help his family out, help his son yeah. out, there is a GoFundMe that is set up. Parker's Fund is what it's called. Awesome. Amazing, right? That is, that, I mean that that, that? is
0: it, it listen, it it does and listen, we know no amount of money in the world can replace what Parker lost. We obviously we understand that, but you know, it's the way we can all help now. You know that that that's what we can do. So so many people, and, and and that GoFundMe has not been going a long time at all. So, what a great number it's at right now. And I hope it just keeps jumping up, and, and we all this is what we can do to help. So, I, I hope a lot of people continue to do so.
2: Again, GoFundMe, uh, Parker's Fund is uh, where you can donate if you'd like to. Um, difficult week between Dickerson yeah. and, uh, yeah. and John Madden here uh mike any last words you want to say here i know you have to go on cnn jim acosta is waiting for you if you want to weave in god bless football during that interview and ask jim acosta if you'd like to come on our show that would be great of you how about to do that? that yeah home and home that would be nice if you feel like doing that uh any final words you want to say about john madden anything that you want to just get out get off your chest get out there so the people I, know
0: well I, I would just say listen for those that knew him or or listened to him they know already. They they know. And I was so fortunate to grow up and watching him as a coach and then, and then meeting him and having broadcast my games and meet him and talk to him. I would say, because we're in the era where you can, if you don't know a lot about him, as I said, we have this beautiful thing that's Google. You can read about him. You can see highlights with him. You're not going to get to know the full man that way, but at least you're going to get to know some of what we're talking about and just... The just, just the natural way he called the game and just how much fun he had. I, I love for all of football. Again, that was his style and everybody has a different style. But uh, I, I think I'll just end it the way I started it. You know, he's about as, as much a football guy as I have ever met in my life.
2: Mike, happy holidays! By the way, did you get any good holiday gifts? What happened there? How was uh, how? Was no, your
0: I, I I haven't gotten presents in a long time. I don't need them. I don't right. want them. We get them for everybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't need anything. I have I have everything I need. So so I'm good there. I wish it would stop raining here in Arizona. I'm out here for the nice weather, and it's freaking raining. Right. Well, but uh, perhaps you so, should have chose so, South
2: Florida has it rained in a week. I mean.
0: Yeah, somehow I'll pull through. I do have uh, Notre Dame playing in the Fiesta Bowl here this weekend, so I'll be heading to that before I go to Green Bay. All right. So looking for looking for a Irish win over Oklahoma State. Other than that, I hope everybody has a rest of the happy holidays. Have a very safe. New Year's Eve, that can be a difficult one for people. It can be amateur night out there. Everybody kind of, you know, make sure you're you're, you're safe in that one. I'll be
2: sleeping (laughs) by 9 o'clock. You said it might be a quick game, Georgia and Michigan. It better be a quick game because I'll be sleeping. Yeah, (laughs) I will too. All right, happy holidays. Uh, Say hi to our buddy Jim Acosta for us, okay? All right, I will. Get him on the show. All right, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) God bless football, Mike. God bless football. You know what? We should leave it like this. God bless John Madden.
0: Listen, that would be the best way to end our God bless football segment is God bless John Madden. God bless
1: John Madden. Oh my gosh, folks. All
2: right, we'll get to this week's edition of Studio Gats here in just a second. But first, a word from our friends over at Advance Auto Parts. At Advance Auto Parts, you get the parts you need fast. With Advance Same Day, get your parts delivered free or ready to pick up in the store or curbside in 30 minutes. In short, the part you need, when you need it, where you need it, so you can hit the road sooner. There's a whole world out there with things to do and places to be. Stop the waiting. Get your parts and get going with Advance Same Day. Download the Advance Auto Parts app for more information. Check out advanceautoparts.com for locations near you and to find out which advance same day services are available in your area. Advance Auto Parts, Advance your auto. All right, let's get to this week's edition of Stu Gots NFL Only. I picked all the bowl games, last two episodes of God Bless Football all of them, and I am on fire. You are welcome. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Uh, Let's get to this week's picks as we enter week 17 in the NFL. Just two weeks remaining, season is flying by. I got a six-pack of picks for you. How about that? Bengals, plus five. They're taking on the Chiefs, Cincinnati at home. The Chiefs win the game. They win it by a field goal. That means Cincinnati covers. Listen, the Chiefs are starting to look like the team we expected them to look like the entire season And no one, I mean no one, except maybe Joe Burrow expected the Bengals to be this good this soon. But here we are. The Chiefs win the game. They win it by a field goal. The Bengals cover the spread. Dolphins, perhaps the hottest team in the NFL. They're taking on the Titans on the road. Titans three and a half point favorites. I have the Dolphins winning the game outright. They win by four points. The Chargers at home taking on Vic Fangio. Fangs. And the Broncos, the Chargers, minus five and a half. The Chargers need the game. So do the Broncos. Chargers are better. They win by 10 points. The Rams taking on the Ravens. Both teams need this game. I have no idea who's playing quarterback for the Ravens. None. No idea. I know who's playing quarterback for the Rams. His name is Matthew Stafford, at least as of right now, when I started to tape this. The Rams are minus three and a half. The Rams win by seven points. We go to Pittsburgh. In perhaps Ben Roethlisberger's final game at Heinz Field. The Steelers take it on the Browns. Steelers are getting three and a half points at home. They ain't losing Big Ben's final game at Heinz Field. The Steelers, who always figure out a way to win these games, regardless of how bad they looked a week ago, uh, the Steelers getting three and a half points at home. They win the game by a field goal. And finally, we go. Where are we going? Where am I going? I'm figuring this out as I do it. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. We go to Indianapolis. The Colts, minus seven, Take it on the Raiders. Raiders need this game badly. So do the Colts. Raiders need it more. The Colts win. The Raiders keep it close. The Colts win by a point. How about that? Raiders cover the spread. I'm going 6-0 this week. Good luck, everyone, and again... Happy New Year and happy holidays from everyone here at the Dan Levitard Show with Stu Gatz. God bless football. Miller lights So we have